Welcome to the Training Ground Guru podcast in association with Huddle. For this episode, Simon Austin went to Ellen Road to speak to Leeds United Sporting Director, Victor Orta. Over to Simon. Thanks very much for joining us on the Training Ground Guru podcast, Victor. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. I, it's a podcast that for me is a reference like professional in football and for me it's a pleasure. Oh, fantastic. Thank you. Um, first of all, Victor, I've always been very interested in your background. So you started your career as a journalist. Yes, it's true. But I studied chemistry. I never finished the, the university. I think at the end I need to f- five uh, subjects to finish. But to be honest, the journalist was a, a bit coincidences. It's true that I always I am really passionate about football, not only in terms of Spanish football. From I was a, I am a fan because still I consider a fan in a lot of situations. Uh, I am the typical person that is going to the hotels to ask autographs for the players. When a foreign team arrived to Madrid, I start to bought all the magazines. I start to watch all games around the world. I fill a lot of notebooks respect uh, games of other countries with the lineups, the tactical side. But I never think that I can work in football for a lot of reasons. I remember when I was 12 years old and I think, wow, if my level in the, my school is the number 20, if it's 100 schools in Madrid, it's impossible I play professional because only need the number. Or even when I make the course of coach, I don't have the emotional intelligence to be a coach in terms of a lot of things around. But it's true that a friend of a friend of a friend and in a moment recommended me for talking a radio in Radio Marca. It's the radio of the more biggest newspaper in a sports newspaper in Spain, Marca. And then I start in Marca, even in the newspaper, and then Eurosport. I comment all the games in Eurosport, under 17, under 19, under 20. And I start to introduce in the football via journalist, but more like a, a pundit or a specialist in international football, not never like a proper world like journalist, but really proud of this period. I enjoy a lot. And you then became a football agent after that? Yes, there's uh, one company that his name is You First. Uh, they are really strong in basketball, NBA players, all these very good Spanish basketball players, and they want to create uh, the football side, and they ask me if I can help with another person that is Alvaro Torres, that now is the company is growing a lot, is agent of Fabian, is one of the Spanish national team, a really good players, and we start, and to be honest, we start from zero, and it's only only one year there, but even is my first approach to professional football in another side. I met Monchi for first time because we closed there the coach, uh, Juan de Ramos and Adriano, the left back. And then is when I start to have the first relation with him and I approach of the football in the other side that obviously it is a good period of, of learning too. Mm. So is that how you got the job at Sevilla through no. Monchi? No, or? no. Oh. It's curious. It's one crazy chairman that is uh, Carlos Suarez. Uh, called me one day. He said, I want lunch with you. I said, OK, oh, uh, tomorrow. And always I am thinking that he's going to lunch, perhaps because he can be interesting if the players that represent the company. And it was a situation that I arrived the first minute. I sit on the table. Say to me, okay. I never met uh, him in my life. So I'm okay, Victor. I, for be really quick, I want to you be my new director of football. I say, well, uh, mm, sorry, I have 25, 25. You have players in your locker room that perhaps I ask autographs. I say, okay, this is my di- my idea. You can support another person. That is Jose Luis Pérez Caminero, now director of football of Malaga, a former player of Atletico Madrid, really class player, World Cup 94, amazing player. And he can help you in terms of professional locker room. And you can help him in terms of scouting, software, mother view, knowledge of players around the world. And wow, was a chance with 25 years old, be director of a football, a big club in second division in Spain. I say, 
yes, obviously I say yes and, and I start the period and then is when Monchi his head of recruitment is going to be director of football in Jerez in second division and he needs a head of recruitment and he know me from my past in like agent but obviously know me because we start to make a first year in Valladolid was horrible but the second year we build a, a good team and when it's, he called me and I am going to, to Sevilla mm. and we hear a lot about Monchi in this country because of what he achieved at Sevilla when you were there as well what's he like to work with? For me, he is the best. He's the best. He's a special. He create this role in Spain because obviously in Italy is more in the past. But in Spain, it's true that to, in the past is people making these things like Ramon Martinez in Real Madrid in Valladolid. That for me was the first in the 80s, even with international football. But Monchi put the director of football in the papers because he take a team in second division. And to be honest, with the trustful and confidence of the board and the chairman of Sevilla, Jose Maria del Nido, and really focus on the scouting department, and they change the life of the club. And, and uh, I always say the same in the five-year-old police, new players, new head of recruitment, new chairmans, new coaches, but only the same thing in the five for Europa League is the same director of football. No, and this is because his way of work was really modern, was innovative, was creative, and it well, still is. And I remember when Jose Luis Pérez Caminero, uh, we are to, we was together in Valladolid, and he told me, Victor, you need to accept the offer. Yo, why? Because now you are in Valladolid and you are teaching. With 25, you need to learn. And if you are learn beside the best, you are will be better professional and was a really and thank you good advice from Caminero and stay seven years near of the best is more than my teacher is my I don't know the word in English it's like a mentor, mentor yeah. a mentor and, and, and I am happy because it's a really good luck and even I am uh, I enjoy a lot of trophies and a lot of winners and a lot of successful any bad things too, but this period is a golden era in the club and was really good. Yeah, fantastic. And do you stay in touch with him now? Yes, yes, obviously. was his birthday one week ago. I always send a gift, always is the same, a book. Each, each year changes the, the, the team, but normally related with football or, or it's not related with football, with our, our role and always... I need to say thank you that he made for me. What book was it you sent him this year? This year it's only an, it's the first time that I send you a novel that I think is the name in English is The Sports Journalist. Oh. I'm not sure because you know more yeah, times the translation yes, yeah. in Spain is really, really good. All the people say, why did you change Sevilla for Zenit? Because I was really good in Sevilla and was comfort. Nice city to live, nice club for war nice boss Norm normally always good results but they need a challenge like professional and even improve my English and not, and uh, travel up, uh, I always I am thinking that live abroad and okay it was then it was what a good year near of a good boss to the my bias offer that teach me a lot too in another different culture but you know it's a, dif a different situation when Denmark back to Hamburg and when the people that bring you and then it won that I stay but the, I feel disloyalty if one person leave, bring me to this club and he left I need to leave too and, and then he's going to Elche like director of football in this moment the more youngest director in football in La Liga with a lowest budget by far and it was a risky decision and at the end was risky because even was bankruptcy we don't call it our salaries but it was amazing year we finished in third position 13 position sorry and was amazing it was a, a try work in a really difficult situation that the ideal situation like a big club like Sevilla or a, a difficult situation like a club with Elche without investment we signed all in my team because it's not only yo who was always my team we signed eight players that was 
between the 11 more use that is incredible that never happened in my life that I bring eight player and was in the always the 11 were more minutes played well. and and now names like Pasalic and now is playing in Atalanta or Jonathan that made amazing or Adrian Gonzalez is it was was uh, a period that I take my first leadership role in a really tough situations and was uh, again a, a good and then happened the situation to go to Middlesbrough and to be honest I always keen to work in England because like you said when you grow in football at the end you create the game you have the culture I remember in the past when I started to watch the Premier League on TV and I try find the who is who with all the books, with all the stats, and always the English football was a reference for me. And I have the good luck to to arrive behind Middlesbrough. Hmm. And who was the connection at Middlesbrough? Who was it? Peter who Kenyon. approached you? Oh, Peter okay, Kenyon. Right. Yeah. Peter Kenyon. I never met, but I have a friend in common. I am near to go to another true English club, really near. I prefer to say. <laughs> but then one person told me Victor one arrived to English football and we have two or three interviews with Neil Basur. All the people think it's I met I thought for first time in in, in Darlington in the training ground. I always we cross perhaps like rivals but never face to face. And I met there and obviously the connection was easy because we have a lot of people on common too. Because at the end of football always you have people in the middle. And it was a nice experience. It was a good first step in, in British football. Yeah, yeah. And I guess it was highs and lows at Middlesbrough, wasn't it, really? Because I know when you got promoted, Steve Gibson paid a lot of credit to you, said fantastic recruitment. And then after the relegation, he then criticised the recruitment, didn't he? So, And uh, to be honest, I obviously assume my responsibility in the mistakes uh, I need to assume I never deny these kind of things even my responsibility is left the club I take my responsibility perhaps this is my recognize to uh, Mr. Gibson that is a amazing chairman amazing person amazing knowledge of football recognize my mistakes then analyze man to man we can discuss no? Adama Traoré Martin the room, Bernardo, all still playing first tier, first level international football. Or Alvaro Negredo, Victor Valdez. Obviously, we we need to assume a lot of mistakes. Perhaps our mistake is made a lot of changes. Perhaps now thinking about this, even I told with Aitor, perhaps we need only f f five, six, seven, and perhaps this can be a mistake. But I am really proud of my period of there because I try to make all the things really honest. Only thinking in Middlesbrough, first of all, that is when you are in a club. And I need to only say thank you to this club for helping me to arrive to English football and to enjoy a promotion. And, and again, I need to assume my mistakes and the consequences was that I... I uh, going to Mr. Gibson that again is a massive chairman a really proud work with him I say I need to leave because I, I make bad right. okay so you chose to leave did you in this moment yes because I need to recognize my mistakes that obviously Mr. Gibson want that I stay but then it's the same with a title and take the responsibility and I am perhaps not the only one, but I take the responsibility. And without Aitor, even for me, was difficult. Was difficult because the link that I created with Aitor was strong. And then start to work with another in Middlesbrough. Don't feel comfortable. It's a lot of situations. It's this link is, uh, with Aitor and recognize my mistakes. The easy situation is stay, take my contract and stay there. Or they, no, but I, I, I left. Yeah. yeah. Can you remember the first approach from Leeds United? Obviously, it was Ivan Bravo that uh, he know me for years because he always want to work together. But I, we never get 
the real position that he can be offer in Aspire or they are really good positions but still more in a academy a role really good but uh, I always discuss with him that I have the passion to still suffer the Saturdays and perhaps the Aspire role is more organization develop really really good but I prefer suffer the Saturdays and I talk with with the band and he called me one day I say I have an offer for you for you for suffer the Saturdays say yes and start to explain me the project and it's just in the same period that I am living in Middlesbrough he knows and then he introduced me Andrea uh, Angus and we explain our different ideas about football I presented a PowerPoint presentation about what is my idea about my first experience in Middlesbrough that I can be a director of football in England and at the end we we start to work together and and I am really happy for this decision. Yeah. And what was your what were your first impressions of the club? Because I was actually surprised how big a club it is, how big a fan no, base when I started covering I know, them. I know it. Did you? I know. Obviously, I born in the nineties, and I remember a lot of uh, games against Real Madrid, Deportivo, Valencia. I know all the players. I know what is this city, Spain, play here ninety six in the Euro. I know what kind of club is. And even to be honest, is one of the reasons that I accept the job. I always talk with all my team because, again, I don't want to talk only about me because it's a lot of people working hard and we are a team. That if we can choose, we need to choose always work with teams with history. If we can choose, because in football, more times you can choose. And when called you Leeds United, even you open the the main entrance and is the you read the quote we have history is totally true and these kind of things feel me happy to accept uh, roles and this is the situation that was a nice challenge because I know the difficulties of the club in the past and try help to put the plus in his in his real place that is the Premier League it's a big challenge hmm. yeah and we do a lot of work on the sporting director on the website and what you find is the titles are different everywhere. The jobs are different in every club. Um, how, how would you describe your job here? What are your responsibilities? For me, it's, to be honest, it's a surprise that still in England, the people doesn't know really good our, our role. And thank you for your podcast and your website. And we'll try to explain really more clear. And I think now the really successful situation that helped us like in the night like a monchi help the in spain now by example we need to use example like stuart Weber for me one of the best or to be honest the best in england like he's making with norwich like a nice example of a director of football can help in a club we the, we never make lineups. We never give opinion about the training sessions. We never give these kind of things. At the end, it's like a chief executive that can make a business side and run the club in the marketing and run the club in all the revenues. Even Angus helped me a lot in terms of sports decisions, in terms of negotiations. Can be a person that is the same role, that is the link head coach, chairman that help in all the policy about the club over over you all and oversee of the academy it's not only the decisions but obviously it's a part important of the our role recruitment renewals of the player but not all this try run the policy of football in the club in the same line put all the people together head coach board chairman chief executive and make of this fees of these things Obviously, the recruitment is one of the people always say, sign this player or not sign this player of this. And it's important, but it's more even than this. Try to choose, uh, choose the coach, the head coach, uh, in, plan, uh, in planning the academy, a succession plan, working with the head of academy side by side. At the end, it's uh, really important. I always say the same. And I know that the manager in the past was a figure really important in the English football, but we enrich the work of the head coaches and manager. It's our goal daily, our goal daily. 
I don't be a coach and it's true in the past a lot of people use the figure of director of football to be coach but like me I don't have lines to train I was the success of my coach I won the best and it, this is past now it's a modern situation all the things I make need to make a coach first they need to watch Norway under 21 Sweden under 21 he need to negotiate the contract of a player in terms of money you think it's a good start of relation between a head coach manager with a player agent negotiate the money and the next day you ask an effort and the player say wow I deserve 500 more per week I think it's not and I understand and even to be honest is we analyze the past the manager have head of recruitment perhaps in the hidden scenes perhaps working in silence but for me this figure now and with the situation even Kevin Tilwell in Wolf are really amazing work to help to the people understand our role more and I am happy I am happy and we need to use the successful situation of Stuart Weber for for try try understand that uh, this is a role that helped the clubs yeah yeah excellent and Stuart Webber spoke at an event that we did in June and he said he had three objectives at Norwich and they were uh, bring young players through uh, play a good style of football and be creative in the transfer market um, what would you say is your philosophy your long-term philosophy at Leeds United I, I, I am growing I grow in Sevilla and when I analyze our success I always have the same opinion amazing academy and amazing talent abroad and try to create this synergy and this is my idea I respect a lot the academy of this club if you watch the production of talent of this academy is amazing I, I always support with investment with recruitment always convince the board to still grow like academy and for me it's really important the produce of academy player because this club have history and I need to respect this kind of things too when I am working in a club the other part I totally agree with the steward now in teams like us that we are limited in terms of budget the creativity is important in the in the in the transfers or they have the same policy with the head coach and try create the scenery with the board and then for me one thing that we are okay with we, we we are always and have a plan in terms of transition even the quick decisions that help a lot and and this is the circumstance and obviously we produce a lot of information like the scouting department you can imagine and more times it's not for nothing it's not always we can use this information but it's our responsibility to have this information because nobody knows in the future because the football is unpredictable if we are premier league and we we can sign the best under 18 in the world or the kind of things and obviously it's really healthy for the club and for me one of the things that I want live here is the club running this philosophy and perhaps we left and the person that arrived always continuing this idea about academy and the best talent abroad. Mm. Would you look to go category one, do you think, in, in the near future? Obviously, we need to take this challenge like a responsibility. And when, when we need to feel ready, that perhaps is short medium term we need to make so it is something you're thinking about yes, for the so future from the start when we arrived to Leeds United C could you ever put a time frame on it do you think at the end you know the category one is not about the money it's another more structures decisions but we are working always working in this thinking and your, was it fair to say your first season was difficult for you personally but Paul Heckingbottom came in no well, the first season was a good season to to learn uh, to learn my mistakes. It's true that the, we start with a kind of project more more medium term, and then we discovered that the medium term in Leeds can be difficult for a lot of reasons. And I am really proud of a lot of decisions that we take in the first year and I need to assume a lot of mistakes that again I say sorry if I the people think that these mistakes never was intentional 
always was a part of the project that don't work. And obviously, I need to take the responsibility, don't have any problem. But the best situation is when you take the responsibility and analyze, try change these this mistakes. No? And, and this is the situation that we understand in the idea of the second year and the project that was really different in respect of the idea of the first year and the first project. Yeah. What was your thinking in appointing Paul Heckingbottom? What, what did you think he would bring? I think Paul was making a good job in 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 the category and in this moment we felt that Thomas making really well but perhaps uh, not taking the situation about the English football in the in the last period remember the games Millwall or Cardiff and perhaps Paul with his knowledge about this football can help in another in the, in this level and you know when you take these quick decisions you need to try find quick reactions and always ha- one time happen another time not happen and still proud when you have four or five days to take a decision like a coach and even in the middle of the season you can not have time to perhaps evaluate more things but still really proud about Paul that now is is making even a good job in in Scotland. I am happy, and and then is this is the, the decision. No, was a quick decision that we want a reaction of the squad, and no happen football. Do, do you think you need a big personality as a head coach at this club? Because I think Bielsa is the first coach I've known since I've covered them that the fans love really love him and he's such a big personality yeah, yeah. big experience when we start to change the project about the first approach with the club in the first year obviously is one of the things that i detected it's one of the things that i detected and i was really clear with the board and with the chairman about perhaps we need a even big investment in the head coach that we are thinking because this club is 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 a massive pressure around and need a strong personalities to run this pressure yeah yeah and I remember when I first read that you were linked with Marcello Bielsa and I immediately thought there's no way they'll get him that's crazy so how did that come about at the end uh, I know Marcelo uh, and I w- tried two times one with Sevilla one with Zenit and the third time was a lucky, lucky chance but at the end Marcelo is always I think evaluate the teams in this kind of things about history, fans, challenge, English football. I, perhaps my presence that he knows that can have a good link because we know each other per years was even another decision. I don't know what... I think a lot of situations that at the end I have the idea that he can say yes. But at the end, when you can try, always is why not, no? And to be honest, this is Andrea Radricciani that give me bravery to say, come on, try, try, why not, why not try? And 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 at the end happen and change all all the club and increase all the standards and we are better persons and professional each day that we work together. Yeah. And d- did you actually go and meet him then face to face yourself? Did you have a one-on-one yes, meeting with, with Andrea? With oh, Andrea. with Andrea. Right. It's the okay. story that Andrea told in Buenos Aires and then with Angus another meeting and I know I know this meeting Andrea was really impressed. So for me it was not a surprise that Andrea was really impressed with the meeting because I know his way of work. My concern was if we can impress him about Leeds United. And I think at the end we we get its goals. Mm-hmm. And how long have you been a fan of Marcello Bielsa for? Always, because I think it's a reference of football. And uh, by example, we we try we try in Sevilla in a moment that he's living in Chile and and always that arrived to Athletic and made amazing and and I always analyze his ideas, his football. And even he's always up and downs, but was amazing the quality of the football that you enjoy like a, like a spectator. By example, I come in the, the Olympic Games in Eurosport and was 
I never watched an Olympic team play the football that play Argentina in this in these Olympic games. But they won gold, didn't they? That, yeah, that they year. yeah, and the, this kind of things is always in my memory, and I always evaluate the, this kind of of level of football because obviously it's it's really exciting for for the for for a professional. Yeah, and what's he like to work with? Uh, me like yeah as a sporting director and a manager I, I, how's I, I, that relationship it's I always have success in football is because the synergy between the director of football and the head coach and he make me better person and better professional is day it's difficult to say another thing about him because it's true and with this quote what can I say more he always make me better better professional and better person and would you speak to him every day yes 99% daily yeah even in perhaps in summer two times three times per day and face to face two times three times per week but this is good because at the end when more time we discuss about recruitment uh, the recruitment is not have a meeting in March or in May with the head coach I like this I like this I like this is you I need to know their requirements and the elements that the coach won daily and now by example we are using a lot in our scouting department this quote he's a really good player but he's not for us so you can detect it a really good player but not for us and this is the daily daily work that we have and i have with marcelo in the daily contact so that's interesting when you had your budget for the playing stuff you decided we're going to spend quite a lot of that on a manager because we think that's very important rather than just on players because we detected that we needed this kind of things in this moment of the history of Leeds United is we need a, a really big change a really big revolution a really we need to start to change from the from the from the locker room from the head coach because we need to build a club from a figure like this. And this is the situation that we start to discuss. And then is the, the famous answer that the Andrea in a car tell me if you have all the money and you have all the things, if you can choose a, a coach, who choose? And it's when I, I say the name and he say, call him. And it's when this is the typical story that Andrea told always, and it's true. He and Angus Kini are too. Uh, we detected this situation in the moment of the history of the club. And would he go and watch the academy? Does he know the players who yeah. are coming through under twenty-three? So. He always we are a situation that is really special in the English football. That one of his assistant, Carlos Corberan, is the manager of the under twenty-threes. So it's a daily knowledge. So it's not only one game per week. It's a daily knowledge about all the academy, all this because. To be honest, Carlos never rests in his life, but be assistant of Marcelo, manager of under 23, difficult three days. But this is the situation that the information, evaluation, knowledge is, is constant, it's, it's daily, it's the hourly, I say. Yeah. And I should think he shares the enthusiasm you talked about for bringing homegrown players into the first team, young players. He told with fats. He told with fats. Jack Clark, Jamie Sackleton, Liv Davis. He told with facts. He made always in his career. I remember in Bilbao that changed lives. <laughs> and he told with facts. He liked the develop the young player because I think the coachability that he find in the young players is amazing for his ideas. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And how much did he change things when he came in? Was there a huge change in the training, the culture? Because he can increase our standard with his experience, with his knowledge, with his capacity. And always we discuss all the change because he's really a person that is always open to say, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? But obviously all his ideas are good because increase our standards. In, uh, in, in like club, this is a pleasure because it's not only the years that he will be here, it's the legacy that he can live in a club. Yeah, um, we heard about things like the, the players now have they sleep on, at the training ground? Do they sometimes things like this? Yes, yes. But you have two sessions and you can sleep there. Even to put a in the in the floor, why not build a, a bed that like a club? Obviously, is a effort in terms of budget for a championship club. But at the end, if the result is to get the promised land, that is the Premier League, 
how much is this money? It's nothing. And again, one of the things that I need to recognize is the support of all the board, the chairman and Angus Kinnear in, in, in belief in this kind of projects. In another time, you arrive to a club and say, no, no, the important is the player, the salaries on the pitch. And no, they have the overview that the important is develop all the club. And obviously, Angus Kinnear, who like chief executive and more leader of this kind of things, help me a lot and have this visualization. It's not this, it's impossible. And I know that uh, it's another philosophy, but when you have this board and this executive uh, decisions, help the football decisions, it's really good. And how does it work in terms of recruitment? Would, would Marcello say, I need someone for this position? Would he suggest players to oh, you? Yes, we make analysis. We decide the positions. Then we present two or three candidates. We analyze together. We determine priorities about these candidates. We discard one and we included another one. And then we start to work. We have a first goal option from from first option from perhaps the start of, of June and then start to work. Obviously, in the past, I'm making work behind the scenes, the availability of the player, the disponibility, the salary situation, and then appear a new thing that I obviously involve that is not easy, is the try to miss the player, the, the club, because you have rivals to take the player normally, because if they are a good player, normally you have rivals, and then appear a part of my job in summer that obviously is busy. More times is good, more times lose a player for a second and you feel horrible and but at the end this this is the football loss. Yeah. And would he use something like Y Scout himself? Uh, you know, he have a, a, a group of analysis for the player and we have a lot of tools. Now still I am working with 70% of all style, that is report, recruitment, human eyes. And the other 30% I start to work now with uh, stats in terms of algorithms. And I have two algorithms that I am really happy because I am tailored for me, tailored for our style, tailored for Marcelo Bielsa's style. But still my pressure, my decision is for this uh, filter is 70%, 30%. Because I have my own opinion about the stats in football. It's not a sport from repetition like basketball, baseball, American football, futsal, handball. And that they the stats can be really determinate levels here still in football is difficult make a, a pattern to to the stats but they are we are improving right. with, with ideas of people we are improving and this is the, the thing that still is 70 30 right. but they start to use obviously yeah interesting uh, algorithms and stats and similar yeah so, so how does that work if you have your own algorithm what, what is the algorithm telling you it's uh, we decide around 80 stats and we design what is our value of each start and what the weight of the stat perhaps is I prefer the passing or long passing or the defenders or uh, it's different perhaps a center back dominant that a center back ball playing or a right wing back defensive or a right wing back offensive and this is we are creating models and patterns that this stat is five stars or four or three I have this this weight and then we put, have all the stats don't, uh, and and the, the website determinate what players can be really good for you okay right interesting. Very interesting it's more useful perhaps when in the way of work is I decide the three four names with the old style and then I compare qualitative analyze these four names this is better in this this is better in this this is better in this and we can put in the report that we share with Marcelo in a really open and more clear more clear idea. And uh -huh, perhaps okay. I prefer the one versus one respect of the in a winger respect of the defensive work because perhaps the right back that we have is a really good in defensive work. You understand? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It is, this is not this algorithm don't say to you this is a good player, this is a bad player. Not the player have these things and these weaknesses and then you need to use at the end one important situation in the modern football is all the information is there in the past when we started to talk 15 16 years ago travel football life i am going to south america to watch south american under 20 and we are 15 teams the last one is 140 scouts watching south american under 20 world cup under 17. the other day uh, we are going to watch a winger in bodo glen aben 
and it's the third time that he's in the lineup, 16 years old. And when we arrive, he's 15 scouts, all the big clubs. Then he's going to Holland. To what team was that, sorry? Bodo Glin, a little team in Norway. Ah, oh, okay, yes. Oh, no, yeah, they yeah. make two starts. We, are, we watch, we say, wow, it's good. We travel towards the third start, and he, all the scouts was there around the world. And this is the information now with the White Scout, Instat, Opta, FC Analytics, Inside Soccer. Uh, I can't repeat. All, all the information is there. Even cheap. Cheap. It's not expensive. I remember in the past, a lot of years ago, that Amisco, that is one of analyzed the game, was really expensive. Even Sevilla cannot pay in a moment. I remember big discussion with the chief executive of Sevilla because it was really expensive. And then now, all the tools even are cheap. All the people have access to information, but you cannot be decisive, have access to information that in the past was decisive. Now is you need to convert this information in knowledge, in useful knowledge for you. This is the key in this time. In the past, is access to information. Now, no, because all the people have is try use this information in knowledge and make a really good filter about this. Mm. And does Marcello, he understands all of this data, the technology, well, he's he interested used, in it? He used for analyst rivals. Does he? Right. he used for analyst his own performance like team. He used, he have a lot of people working around him, uh, give, to, give feedbacks about this kind of information. He used. Okay, right, excellent. Obviously. I need to still believe on the 70% of all style that still is. When we told me about Monchi, for me, one of the successful and key of Monchi, because obviously he was player, that we always time a lot of this. I present a player to him, I said, Victor is a really good player, but not for Sevilla. And this smell is special. It's not in an algorithm, it's not in a stats, it's things. And obviously, even now we are working in a psychological report to try and because at the end, minimizing the teams, the risk in terms of technical is easy because now you can reach the large 5,000 minutes of a player. Minimizing the risk in terms of physical is easy. Now you can watch if a player is space, quick, uh, rhyme, physical conditions. Minimizing the risk in transition now start the problems because you can perform in this team. Why not in this team or in different country, in different league? This is the transition that we are thinking about, like minimizing the risk of the transition. And the other difficult to minimize the risk is in the psychological, because they are humans. Perhaps they have a personal problem and all the season is, is, is poor. And nobody knows these kind of things. The first two, now it's easy to minimize. The third and the fourth still is really difficult. Yeah. So, so you say 70% of it is still human from watching with your own eyes, 30% yes. data. Yes, yeah. more or less is my idea. Okay, right. Excellent. Um, and so it's the case as well that you would never sign a player without Marcello agreeing but to I it? I never make in my career. So ah, with Marcelo, okay. with Unai Emery, with Fran Escriba, with uh, Marcelino, with all the, with uh, Aitor Caranca. Remember, I don't know if you remember the, the quote of Rafa Benitez no, in a winter market in Valencia that he say, I asked for a table, they bring me a chair because it's a Canovio, a midfielder number 10 that he won a winger. And he said this comment. After this, it's never successful. You bring a player without the okay of the head coach. And I never make in my career. Never make. And I was very interested as well uh, to read an interview where you said that you're focusing on loans quite a lot. Now, that, that's a big Finan focus of yours. Financial fair play situation, the change of the stricter rules, team without parachute payments. It's difficult to go to the battle with uh, assets, with our own players, because it's difficult in this situation. And then we decide a good policy of loan players that try perhaps bring less level permanent deals. I don't know if I explain good, because perhaps we can approach permanent deal with decrease the quality of the players. But I don't want to take the risk. We can we are really close last year and then we need to improve the squad. And I think we improved the squad with the loans respect yeah. last year, in my opinion. Yeah. Even in a less investment investment for the situation of the financial fair play. 
and loans are becoming a big deal at clubs, especially the bigger clubs. They have departments, don't they, dedicated just to loans, loans managers. Um, even some clubs have their own medical mm, staff really just good. with their loan players. It's, it's really good. No, do you think? Really yeah. good, really good. They are really interesting. Even we are analyzing if we start with the loan manager this year, not in the level like the big clubs, Simone Farina, and we are analyzing, try to improve our policy when we can for me, it's now it's a secondary situation, but we are studying this situation because it's really good. It's really good. Yeah. Help all. Help the club that received the player, help the player, and try to make successful the loans, not only sign the paper and forget. And so the situation with Arsenal was that you actually had to make a presentation then to, in the summer? Yeah, there no, was, was a lot of teams there that won the player, won Eddie, and I explained in front of all the people that why... I am thinking that Eddie can be good his next step in Legion I did and, but we make with the presentation with Eddie and with all the new players that we, we take so no was a special situation but it's good because it's really useful for all the people to understand not only with words even with videos with comments what is happening and try be sure that they understand what we want and if can be the same that they want and if it's good perfect deal yeah so you had to put quite a lot of work into that presentation then to, to well, get the player to be honest I have an amazing team behind and it's Alex Davis Andrea Yore Craig Dean helped me a lot with this kind of presentation we put together we put the ideas we put that the things that we need to explain about we saw to Marcelo even and and I have an amazing team behind me working in working hard to try help me in this kind of things and Together we put the same ideas, the ideas that we have, and and then we have luck or bad luck because more times perhaps the players don't reach the the next decision or choose another team that is completely free. Yeah, yeah. And are you working on the January transfer window already? Yes. Well, you are like a director of football. You always are working. Now it's true that January is not my favorite period because the availability of the players normally is because have a problem or a problem in terms of physical or contract situation or the other and this is always situation difficult to approach and here it's true that in Spain with the situation of the South American players and here the word permit is a problem because it's true the South American player decision is yearly but here we cannot approach this player with the situation of a work permit then the market is really reduced yeah yeah and do you, do you think there'll be any big transfers in January or would you be looking at loans again mainly to you? It know? still is difficult to predict, really difficult to predict. Yeah. But I, I again, I don't believe a lot in the winter market. Only perhaps a little details that you can try find, but it's not easy. And uh, Marcello's got a reputation, whether it's fair or not, that his teams do fall away at, at the I end of the season. Unfair. What, what do you think about that? I think it's unfair. Do you? I think it's unfair. Uh, at the end, what is the difference in football? It's uh, the post in the suit of Tyler Robert against Sheffield United. Nil-nil, score Tyler, no score Bassan. One-nil, three points for us. The bad Good Friday with Wigan. It's difficult to say these kind of things. I, can be, I don't believe these things. At the end, the football is a game. I use the tiles and... We need to analyze what what situation can improve. But to be honest, I, I can't believe in this kind of things because it's not, it's, it's, in my opinion, is the typical more puff comment that realistic because at the end, if score Tyler against Sheffield United, perhaps the history is different. But okay, we need to forget and build the future because review the past don't give anything to the future. No. But why did it fall away, do you think? Do you think you overperformed before Christmas? So it was hard to keep that up? Or even the rivals. Now I study the rival is apart and then perhaps they study that our transition in build the game and you can make a different pressure and this kind of things. And at the end, you have 11 in front of you with another goal. And obviously, the situation of the injuries was bad was bad I think only we have three games in the same moment Kemar Roof and Patrick Bamford that is really unusual and this kind of things is 
this year help a bit the lack in terms of injuries I think it can be different by example yeah has anything changed this season has there been anything different in the physical preparation the periodization it's not my it's not my business but I am sure that they analyze all because if one thing have my staff and my head coach and all the people that they analyze all always and I am really quiet with his decision because they always each decision is analyzed and like director of football this is a luxury and a really proud from my staff how, how do you think you compare this season to last season at, at this point at in the time end, the, the continuity the knowledge between the players and the requirements of the head coach these kind of things will obviously help and it's one of our idea in terms that when we start in summer to the project of the next season the world continuity is always in all our discussions. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Thank you, Thank you very much. and good luck. And this month, we have a bonus edition of the Training Ground Guru podcast for you with Matteo Compadonico, the founder of Scout. We started off by asking Victor Orta what he thought about the scouting and analysis platform. For me, was Scout changed the football? For me, was Scout changed the football? Then we discuss about in my first period with Monchi. For example, we are going to be live in a lot of games and I build in the uh, Sanchez Pijuan in the stadium a lot of dishes that we record a lot of video around the world that not a lot of teams have. Udinese, obviously, because they are the reference in this moment, always. And we start to record games from strange leagues and the other. And even it's a person in Spain that start to make trade with the games this from from Murcia that he always remember because I always send my my requirements say Victor you always ask for strange games be all the people you know because I get the other games I have I remember we start to record a lot of fun uh, furniture with a lot of DVDs and and now arrive white scout and arrive the revolution they change the game they change the scouting they change all the perception of our work and now for me it was a reference and and I remember the first moment with the first the first decoder it was crazy and, and now wow I am really happy for for White Scout for Mateo and for all the people because I was in the start and I know what's happened during this process and and they deserve all the success that they have so Mateo where did you get the idea for White Scout I had the coach that used to show me and to teach me through videos. So he used to record the Baggio action. He used to record the opponent and show me the opponent. So I got the idea. But of course, it was years and years ago. He used the VHS, not the <laughs> internet. <laughs> yeah. The, the process was so complicated. He couldn't find the, 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 the right moment of the starting point of the video and so on. So, but these things helped me a lot to understand football, to learn football and so on. So uh, I stopped playing. I started my business. I was business analyst in a bank. Uh, one day I decided to, to make something for myself. Uh, I got the idea to, to do the, the same that my coach used to do with me, but uh, more organized with technology and so on. So I bought a camera together with a friend of mine. We bought the PC. We started recording local amateur games and to analyze the games for the local coaches. Hey, <laughs> incredibly or not, they started pay something. Uh, not so many money, some hundred <laughs> euros, but they paid. So one day we, we thought, oh, if they are paid, it means that uh, we are doing something great. Let's try to present some job to some DVD, some analysis to a professional club. So Simone and I, that uh, both of us are Genoa, Serie A team fans. So we wait for Genoa coach at the exit of the training ground in Genoa. We gave to him a DVD with our best analysis. Incredibly, again, the day after Genoa called me, I'm the press officer of Genoa, the coach. Watch the DVD. He liked a lot. He wants you to have you at the stadium to start working for him. So in a while, uh, we we transform uh, our hobby was transformed in in a job. Uh, we started analyzing uh, players. 
And doing that, we realized that the only way that clubs used to scout uh, players were to so or going at the stadium, but imagine to go to to watch a player in Brazil, and <laughs> the player has injured <laughs> two days before, uh, or it, tra- it trains a lot, so the, the the pitch is not good. You have to spend in Brazil a month. And think about the cost to do that uh, and the timing you need to do that. Uh, the second way the clubs used to watch players uh, from all over the world were, was a DVD prepared with highlights by the agents. So every player was good. And it was at that time that we realized, oh, my, here there is a space to create a super database of players. Objective database with the 90 minutes video, with objective information, objective stats, and to, and to sell this database to the clubs. And this is uh, what is Westcout today. Let's talk a little bit about today, because what you're referring to is almost a decade old now, so or a little older than a decade. So, how many teams use Westcout now? But more uh, Westcout uh, became a com- a commodity. So today. Professional teams, it is a must for them. Uh, um, we have now more than 1,000 professional clubs uh, using Westcout. When a team decides to use Westcout, who who are you dealing with at that club? Are you dealing with the head of recruitment, with a sporting director, with the chief scout? Yeah, it depends on, on the size of the club. Uh, Today, uh, we started dealing with the sport directors, uh, but of course, also the world is different. So in Latin country, we've got sport directors. In England, no, they don't. So, uh, but yeah, could be the, the people you mentioned. So uh, sport directors for smaller club, uh, head of recruiting for other, but also coaches are using Westcout. Uh, if you ask uh, uh, also uh, top coaches in the world, uh, they are not uh, the tech guys. Uh, Westcout is uh, was successful because it is very easy to use. Uh, any every single coach in the world can open a PC, can open the mobile, can open a tablet, and click and watch. So also coaches, our customers, players are using Westcout. Referees are using Westcout. <laughs> uh, the World Cup uh, referees are prepared the game through a scout. Champions League referees the same. Because if you are a referee in a league, you know more or less every player, every coach. But if you have to be a referee in a Europa League game with a Slovenian club, you have to study. You have to study if the players uh, are used to, to protest uh, or not, if uh, which kind of uh, in which way they shot the corners and so on. So, West Scout is about analysis, about uh, studying players, studying teams, studying action and so on. So, what are some of the different ways that clubs do use it? Of course, uh, imagine to have a supercar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are uh, super pilots <laughs> make the most from the car <laughs> and there are uh, normal people that uh, yeah arrive till the i don't know uh, 200 kilometers per hour instead of 400 uh, uh, so there are different levels uh, for me today Westcout uh, has two values uh, the first one is uh, the video database in Scout, you can find any kind of player <laughs> that can be professional. Uh, we don't have uh, uh, under 14, uh, we don't have amateur players, uh, but we have uh, all the players that are in the pro space mm. Yeah, uh, with, with their video, mm. never deleted. Mm. So you can go back, you can watch, watch, rewatch, action by action. Second value is data. Westcout is not only a video platform, it's a platform, it's a data platform. And today, big data, I think, is the, the, the new big things in football. Uh, I'm pretty happy because today, also, Westcout is providing a, a very well uh, comprehension of the game, just reading stats. 
the problem is that the people in football, people working in football, is not used to, to is not uh, has not a statistical background, uh, uh, and so it's something that will arrive in the future. But it's something really, really interesting. We have a lot of people listening that are coaches and performance coaches. How will Huddle and Y Scouts partnership help them? Of course, uh, Y Scout and Huddle, in particular in the pro elite football, is uh, that we are complementary because Y Scout is a super database of video and data, but every coach has a, his own style, his own uh, vision of the game, uh, of teaching, of learning, of studying, or review a game. And this is uh, what uh, Huddle is offering. So combining uh, is very simple because uh, w combining the, the database of Scout and the software uh, of, of Huddle, in particular sports code, uh, the, the, the job of a coach of a performance analyst will be easier and easier. Uh, it will be curious to see how many hours the, the integration of our products will, will, will be available to be saved uh, uh, when the products will be integrated. But imagine you have to analyze a game uh, of a second uh, division in England, uh, like League Two. Yeah. If you have only West Scout, okay, today you have to download a video, 90 minutes video, you take some minutes, a lot of minutes, depending on the connection. You have to import the, the action analyzed by Hawaii Scout into a software. Uh, tomorrow, into could be sports code, that is the Huddle software. Tomorrow, you will be able to open directly the, the software of analysis, sports code, and the video will be already available. The tagging will be already available. So through AI, through machine learning and so on, we see what will happen also on that field. But the, the, the machine will, will help you uh, prepare your analysis. It will let you concentrating on the game instead of uploading, downloading, cutting video. <laughs> so we want football people uh, be involved in football, not be involved in technology. The the other point is data. Uh, the, 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 this is the big challenge uh, for for all tech companies working in, in this uh, uh, in the sports tech industry. Data is a uh, there is a hidden value uh, that uh, in the next year will be uh, <laughs> show. Uh, uh, data will be of course a huddle, for example, as a team of uh, consultant that are helping clubs and football organizations to, to work with data. Because the point of data is that there are data, but the data must be <laughs> understood, must be shown in the right way, must be interpreted and so on. Must be must become part of the organization, must, must be part uh, of, the, uh, of the way people is paid in football. It must be must be part of in which way the way of coaches are selected. Today, coaches are selected without watching any kind of data, mostly. Uh, very few clubs started checking the data before hiring a coach. I'm pretty sure that that will become something very very common because today the the, the data can tell you if a coach is good or not. Yes, yes, of course. You recently worked with the University of Pisa and uh, CERN ISTE, I'm probably mispronouncing that, to make a pretty revolutionary algorithm to measure player performance. Uh, can you give an update on that project and kind of explain it a little bit? Uh, with them, we found the, the yeah, University of Pisa team very, very uh, interesting. Of course, it's just uh, also here is a research. Is not uh, uh, something that we are putting in our platform. Uh, you need to, 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 to study a lot, to research a lot before reaching, uh, uh, to, to, to transform something into a product. Uh, uh, of course, uh, here we, we, the goal is to try to measure performances, uh, to rank a player, uh, to rank a performance of a player. Uh, so that uh, 
I'm not happy to say, but it's like that, that football <laughs> is becoming a bit more as finance. Uh, and Boy Scout is becoming something similar to Bloomberg. Uh, so when you have to buy a share, you go to Bloomberg, you see the performances last six months, the last year performances, you can compare to shares. Uh, uh, the peaks, uh, <laughs> you can <laughs> eliminate the peaks uh, of performances. The, uh, this is, of course, uh, what uh, is happening in football. Uh, this is, at the moment, a research from a university, but I'm pretty sure that will become integrated in the scouting process sooner or later of every football club in the world. And so when, when are you hoping that uh, might happen? But, uh, there are a few clubs already doing that creating their own, their own algorithm to evaluate players, uh, but very few at the moment. The problem is uh, it's just a matter of culture. First of all, of culture of who is running football clubs, because uh, there are people, at the younger guys that uh, are waiting that, and they love to do that, they are ready to. The problem is that uh, today football is managed by people that is in charge from years is uh, of course uh, uh, they they did things uh, in a way for years it's difficult to change i would just want to thank you so much uh, for taking the time to come on the training ground guru podcast it's been a real pleasure thank you so much thank you thank you for listening to the training ground guru podcast in association with huddle we'll be back in a few weeks with another edition in the meantime you can follow our latest updates on twitter at ground underscore guru.